This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Back to card talk. We are good to go. And we're not going to waste any time in terms of introduction, I would say, other than that it is as someone that has now known Gary for six, seven years and is the single reason I have interest in cards and is sitting here. Um, thank you for taking the time and coming on. Lou, thank you for helping us set this up. And, book <laughs> this. and uh, Ryan, you are the man. And we met about a year and a half ago at um, at National. And now we're all here together recording this podcast. And I think we're just going to have a free, open, flowing conversation. But I want to kick it off simply because I think a lot of the people that have either been listening for now 12 episodes have seen an incredibly... If they bought on day one of us recording this, they purchased and things have gone up incredibly and now have come back down a bit. And we'd like to get your perspective on, uh, we talk a lot about patience and and long-term nature of perspective, but your thoughts on this recent downturn in terms of pricing and the market. And if you're sitting on cards that you purchased at, say, a peak, how to stomach that and your thoughts of navigating those waters? Well... First of all, it's great to be on the show, um, and thank you for having me, Ryan. You are doing a great job carrying these two <laughs> lovely That's so boys. True. Um, That's so true. Uh, so, Lou, Tyler, you have the great—the great—that's ridiculous. You have the luxury. You have the luxury of knowing all truths. So when people are like Gary, you pumps and dumps, you laugh because you know I haven't sold a single card outside of the <laughs> national, um, you know, and all the other things. So. What you two gentlemen know that everybody's about to find out is for the last three and a half weeks between my kids going back to school in a COVID world, between VaynerX exploding and, you know, Lou, you know this a little bit better than Tyler because your positions at this point, like every meeting is like a fucking gangbuster, like set up for 2021. And that is my responsibility. Between the Jets completely pissing me off and putting me into a coma and me not literally leaving our sports card thread because I didn't want to see any sports reference after the Bills game. What you gentlemen know is I've been quiet for the last three weeks on cards. Um, and even Ryan may know that because, you know, what I'm focused on tends to manifest in my content. You know, this reminds me of when all those were like, Gary V fucking asshole left the hobby. I'm like, it's COVID. I'm trying to save jobs and trying to raise money for charity right now. So, you know, the timing's funny in that, like, you know, I, it coincided with like the recorrection in certain areas. Again, Tyler, Lou, you know this. I want the whole audience to be tr- know this transparency. I think I even four days ago went into our thread and was like, so what's the update? Like what's really, really down? What's kind of down? Like I'm coming into this show at the worst possible time for me because I'm the most checked out. I've been for probably four or five months over the last three weeks. Um, you Both of you also know I'm playing super long, Right. My intuition here is September and October tend to be busy for me because I set up Vayner. My birthday's November 14th, Thanksgiving. I think somewhere here in the next four to five weeks, seven weeks, I'm going to be super pumped because I'm going to wake up, you know, and, and again, Lou's going to know immediately because my eBay's going to be crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, Lou, can you check out the cart? Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to look up and be like, wait a minute, all this vintage basketball, is this price now? Wait a minute, Giannis? I mean, I, I have common sense. I know that the Bucks fucking shit the bed. So I can't imagine Giannis is doing remarkable, you know? So like, I'm pretty excited about 
loading up on him, just trying to figure out what, you know, is the right time to buy. I think this is normal behavior. Like even Tesla and Apple and Facebook, like I bought a bunch of Facebook before one IPO. It opened at 40. I bought it at 30. Then I bought a shitload of 19. Then I bought a shitload of 71. Then I bought a shitload of 136. I'm in long. I'm here long. Alexis O'Han, literally 40 seconds before I go on this, I'm looking at my Twitter, transitioning for meetings. Alexis O'Han and just tweets out the Giannis uh, RPA, uh, you know, logo man. Like, that's the founder of Reddit, culturally relevant, Serena's husband. Like, it's going to be a game of forever. Oh, by the way, what I've said the entire time when I got back in a little loud, this will ebb and flow, ups and downs, left and right. The problem is, and by the way, I expect some credit here from Lou because I only want Lou's credit. Like, <laughs> no, really, I think I was getting a little bit louder towards that mid-August time of like, hey, there's a lot of speculating day trading going on right now. Like, and like, you know, like, like, it's just common sense. The NBA was ripping. It's going to go into off season. Like, yeah, I, players are going to lose. And relevancy will matter. And Kawhi and Luca uh, and is not going to be in the playoffs. Like LeBron, somebody was not going to be left. To your point, Lou, some there was only one team that was going to win the NBA championship. The market was showing that seven teams were going to win the NBA championship. Yep. So, you know, to me, the you know. I'm to be frank. I'm hoping fucking the Lakers get knocked out so I can do my LeBron work. I'm not. I love when somebody hit me up with some hate the other day. He's like, "You fucking on LeBron?" Like as if LeBron is me. Like pumping LeBron or thinking LeBron at the national last year. We're now talking fucking eighteen months ago. I don't understand how that was such a ludicrous take. He's fucking LeBron. Like it's gonna happen with Kevin Durant too. I cannot fucking wait to fucking St. Paddy's Day and watch fucking Durant drop 58 and everyone's going to be like, <laughs> and in New York, by the way, which will make every New York celebrity be like, oh, I like Brooklyn. You know, like, it's going to be like, I, I'm so confused. My, I'm sorry, Lou, last final point. I'm yep. confused by the confusion if there is any confusion. This is a market, it will ebb and flow and, and people will get hot and cold. Money will come in and out. The vintage thing I think was getting obvious to people, they went in. You know, there always is going to be quote unquote corrections. I'm going to buy like I've been buying. I just, you know, when I feel the time is right and when I do a little more homework because I don't like being rusty, I got to go relook for 10 hours. What's great now is I'm so base. I'm like three years ago when I got back in the game, I needed like six months. This will take me 48 hours to be like, okay, okay, okay. Back in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we've talked about it on here a bunch and it's like, what happened was so many people got involved. Everyone started buying, buying, buying. And like you're saying with current uh, modern players, people like Luca get eliminated. People like, you know, uh, Tyler Hero have their moment. And that's where that rise comes from, right? That's on the modern side. On the vintage side, I think so many people put so much money into vintage in a really short period of time where there's a little bit of consolidation right now. I think there's also, we've also said that there's extenuating circumstances in the world, uh, which are leading to those types of things. So to me, yeah, it's I mean, just... Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, look, look, look. I mean, we have the most contentious presidential election of most of the kids listening, if not even old grown ups, unless you consider 60. I mean, like, like, yeah, man. Like, by the way, I bought every card I bought with the decision of, and the economy will collapse in January 2021, and I'll have to wait to 2024 because I didn't buy things. I'm not fucking buying fucking. 
you know, like Tyler Hero, who's fucking awesome and fun to watch and fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about here is like the different types of uh, buying strategies. Like you play a completely different game than I play, and neither of them are wrong. I think you. I think there's I more short term value in what I'm doing, where I'm buying and selling pretty regularly, and then there's the strategy where you have something where you buy LeBrons for you know what you bought them for. I don't know, whatever you a thousand fifty, and you stick them in a in a drawer or a safe. And then that's the end for the next 10 years. Yeah. You're playing a completely different way than a lot of other people play. So I think that is something to consider as well. While talking about guys, cause it's fun, right? Like, listen, you know, this, and this is an argument, not an argument, a conversation we've had. I do love buying George Gervin's and Dr. J's and George Mikan's because I think the supply and demand curve will play out over the next 25 years. However, and this is what's bothered me about people who just want to be mad. Like the players that I've talked about that have been modern on the record, this is all filmed. This is what's good about my life. Like it's been Giannis, Luca, LeBron, Soto, Acuna, right? Like, like these have not been like, you know, Mookie. They're going to have a good like back half of the season and they might go up and I'm going to sell them. It's like, these are guys I've been, that I I've believe in. Not somebody long. super obscure. Deer and Fox. Is one that I would say probably went down the further. And I, by the way, I feel incredible about it. Like, like I can't wait to buy Sam Darnold's at the end of this year because it should be at an all time low when we're fucking one and. I couldn't believe. By the way, they're 150 bucks. I was surprised they're really that high, given where we are. Wait till we're one fifteen. I listen. So, so I think that um, yeah, like I think there's a million ways to play it. I play long. And in and and then the young players I play are uncomfortably obvious to me. Luca Soto, like by the way, they can get Derrick Rose. I've said it a thousand times. They can mm-hmm. Bo Jackson and Derrick Rose easily. I understand the risk, but on, yeah, uh, I, I, I want to go into your a million ways to play it comment a little bit more because even I think in the last six months, eight months, and I think you're going to continue to see it speed up. eBay. Initially, just the spot, eBay and shows, and you get StockX in the mix. Then you get Star Stock. Then you've got Rally. You've got Otis. You've got fractional abilities. What is your thoughts? Because knowing you, as I do, it's largely around buying the assets, and you like to have them. You like to to be able to access them even more than Vault. What What's your uh, thoughts on kind of even the roadmap ahead, knowing some things of the, it as an alternative investment saying, okay, I'm going to buy shares of this Mickey Mantle as a way to approach it. Yes. Fraction buying will happen. Uh, sending to, you know, PWCC does it and there'll be 15 more. Send it to this place. Don't pay tax. Da, da, da. Um, that will happen. Um, I just thought of something. I apologize, Tyler, but I, it's the best way I can explain what I'm feeling right now with cards. Remember 12 years ago, a lot of you will, because the majority of people here are, are over 15. When gambling started to turn a little bit from like you had a weird bookie and a page. Like, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Like, and Jamie Foxx just announced, I believe, if my eyes tell me correctly, that he just announced a M- bet MGM partnership today. Now with Daily Fan, like now it's like a, it's almost like esports. It's a, re- it's a respected craft. I, I just don't see a scenario where sports cards go back to three years ago, ever again. I'm gonna say it just like that. I yeah. do not think that the national that I went to 
three years ago in Cleveland ever has that market cap, AKA how many people are like, it just, of course, when something goes up 40X, could it go down 19X back and you're, but, but like without looking at where vintage basketball or some of the cool stuff, I still think at the prices I was buying. And by the way, if, cause I was always buying, if, if I bought a fucking Oscar Robertson PSA seven at something and it's down 21% today, it's gonna be okay. Because what's gonna happen is it ebbs and flows. I would argue that the next rise up of the things that just took a hit, if it's more classic stuff, not a Michael Porter Jr., um, it's gonna go up even more because that's what happens with those kind of assets. Yeah, something that's one of the really good things I've seen in the last few months is like much more analytical and and analytical and like showing those ebbs and flows and how it's happened in the last couple of years. That's slab was great for that house of Jordan. Chris at house of Jordan has been great for that as well. Cause he's literally posting like, yo, it went like this and a little like resistance here. It went down and then boom again. And you reset and it just continually has happened twice now. And so to me, like that's going to happen again, I feel like for these, you know, obvious assets, new floors. Uh, another thing, sorry, uh, Ryan, you go get in there. I, I want to step in here. Cause Gary, you mentioned like you're, you're, the card market won't go down to three years ago when you we were at the national. Totally agree with that. But a lot of questions I've gotten in, in shop. That, that doesn't mean individual cards won't just the whole market. Correct. The macro, right? Like, like I actually think a stunning percentage, call it 90% of the cards that are current will go down well below what they are now because they're going to end up becoming guys. Ray Allen's and Chris, do you know how good Chris Bosh Bosch is all time? Mm-hmm. Like he's very likely going to be better, better than the majority of like than Jaron Jackson Jr. That is likely, even though I'm a huge Jaron Jackson Jr. fan, by the mm-hmm. way. But like, you know, like, like I don't think people understand how cards work. And like, like you're like, here comes Lonzo, right? Yeah. Excuse me, here comes uh, LaMelo. And mm-hmm. and don't let LaMelo drop 41 opening night. Because people won't know how to spell Zion. Like, yeah. it's just people get hot. Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan, you're young. You've been in this long enough. You've already seen it. 100%. But the- where, where the Michael Vick cards at? Yep, yep. Like, where the fucking, like, like people just get I- hot on what's new. It's real. Yeah, and you have I mean, to go all, you have to become top 50 for it to work out, or it doesn't. Absolutely. But the one thing uh, I get asked a lot is, what happens when, a year from now, two years from now, whatever it is, when there's some sort of vaccine for COVID and life resumes a little bit and becomes a little bit more normal. On the, the record, pe- on the record, COVID had 0.0 to do with sports cards explosion from one human wow. being's point, from one man's point of view, wow. from one man's. You don't I, think I, it I, changed I my business completely? No, it didn't. I think I, I'm telling you, Ryan, I really think the if you look carefully, the seeds were in place. Let me rephrase. I, I understand. Let me say this. Let me say it a completely different way to be a little bit more fair. It is way less of a factor to what ended up happening than I believe the majority of people in the industry think. So you, you think when, when, it, when, again, things get back to normal and you can go on vacation, you can, a lot more becomes open. The attention in cards now stays in cards. Because yes. a lot of the currency and I've heard is that like when people can go back to do life and do different things and take vacations and travel and go to sporting events that they take some of the money they have in cards now out of it to do those things. That I think it's, I think there's some validity to that. 
you know, on a human level, like I'm Ricky and I'm going to take my girl to fucking Disney World. Mm -hmm. Cool. I, I think that people don't understand. Friends who are listening, there are multiple conversations I'm having with institutional funds coming into this market. Ricky and Susan and every single human I saw at the national for a four day period combined are dick shit compared to $150 million fund coming in and buying cards. Gee, you don't think I agree with you that it was going to happen regardless in the same way you that you're remember, saying, remember what's happening mm -hmm. with Acuna. Everyone's yelling at me about Acuna. Yeah, like, yeah no, like, no, 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 no. It was white hot. Baseball was no, no. I'm talking, we're talking cards now. I want people to hear mm -hmm. this. Baseball was uncomfortably hot the day before COVID. Yep. I would argue that baseball got affected by it in a negative in the macro, but go ahead, Lou. You don't, in the same way that you're saying it would take me six months to get back into it, I can now do it in two days. You don't think that everyone being at home and then having heard about cards for the last prior months up to COVID and now they're home and they're like, wait, I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to watch Ryan or I'm going to watch a break. I'm going to watch Polax. I'm going to watch whoever. You don't think that had a, like a fire starter kind of effect to the whole market in general. Like you, you think they would have had the same moment at the same time, regardless of COVID. If not a little more, I think the national not happening hurt. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I can get behind. I that. really, I really, I really do. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, you know, it's like, it was clearly happening. Like, by the way, I'm on the, like, you know, what's easy for me in this. I'm just really on the record, like making videos a year before COVID and, and a year and a half before COVID, like, or a year, whatever. And me like, it's coming, it's coming. And I would, you know, I just think it would have happened. And I think that, um, I, I think it's fair to think, some, I think it's unfair to say exactly the same things would have happened. I'm just not as convinced it's the factor everyone else thinks. Um, I think it's going to be a slow burn. I'll give you an example. You know what just happened? What just happened in cards is similar to when FanDuel and DraftKings. Was every commercial everywhere? Remember, remember yeah. four years ago? Literally was every commercial right? on like. And everybody daily fantasy. TV. And then they like ran out of money to do that. And it kind of mm -hmm. lulled and then built up nice and steady. Now it's bigger than it ever was. Uh, that is my comp for cards. Yeah, now, and that was an artificial moment, one. Right. Like that, like it was super hot. But you know what, Lou? It was it wasn't artificial. It was awareness against a human behavior. People I'm saying artificial because they would like they put a gigantic ad blitz. This has been much I more would, like foom. Yeah, but you know what? So many people think it's artificial in this little world. Yeah. yeah. People are generally interested in it. The LeBron, the, the Trout, Vegas State, like they, they, they think it's artificial. They, the, again, life is based on your perspective. Hmm. We have half of America seeing the country one way and half seeing it completely the other way, and it's all the same scene. We have the same thing in the hobby. We have people who are – have been in it forever and rightfully so just like loving a band from day one when they had six people in their place and now they're at a stadium and every there's something that's lost in when something explodes more importantly if that's your day-to-day -day living i have so much empathy for the ogs i hate when the kids are like these fucking old farts and fucking don't, i don't like that these are gentlemen normally some and, and women as well who have been in this the whole time and they when they see things like this happen they know there's another side to it and they have to navigate it carefully so they don't get caught with the bag. Somebody's going to be sitting with 800 Baker Mayfield rookie cards at a very expensive price. Somebody's going to be holding that bag. And, and that was key. Again, like last year, before the season started, 
I had just bought my store. That was the only person we got asked for was Baker Mayfield. Like okay. there were cracked ice rookie ticket autos selling for $10,000. And then they come in the season and go eight and eight. And those same cards go to 3,500 at the end of the season. Now, it's if you do that, all- by the way, and you say what? It's to get worse for Baker. <laughs> yeah. I was having a little fun the other night following our conversation that we had, Ryan, and and all these little nuggets that I'm picking up in terms of trying to find value. And on eBay, unlike any other platform, I find that they have functions built in for discoverability. Go to newly listed, buy it now only, because you'll find a lot of times you have a wide variety of sellers on the platform. You have ultimate veterans like yourself, you have newbies like myself. Sometimes people are just looking to clear out their home. Sometimes people are looking to stack a ton of money. What that provides is a lot of opportunity for seasoned buyers. And on eBay, you can do things like filter by, buy it now, and the newest listed. The newest listed is likely going to have the least amount of eyeballs. And those top five or six, a lot of times you'll find a lot of opportunity simply because the masses haven't seen it yet and or quick trigger finger for the seller. They're looking to put it up, and a lot of times it's better to sell immediately than it is 48 hours later. Whether you are buying, selling, or flipping cards, check out eBay, the biggest marketplace for cards and memorabilia. Now, back to the show. Gee. On the holding the bag thing, yeah. I think about that a lot because, again, as me and, you play, me and you, yes, yeah, me and you play much different things. I'm going to sleep with my Wilt Chamberlain rookies in perpetuity. Yeah, and I'm I mean, going to sleep I, with I, with Charmander and all that shit. But I'm probably not, I'm probably not transacting on eighty percent of what I bought during this Gary B era ever. Death. Yeah. Go ahead. When you say you're someone's going to be holding the bag. To me, and I and I say this with like the I don't I don't know. Yeah, isn't that asking. just kind of what'd you say? You're asking, you're asking yeah. the question. Go ahead. Isn't isn't that just kind of inevitable? Like someone's gonna be holding something no matter what. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Especially when you decide to fucking buy Porter and Tyler Hero and Saquon Barkley. As your it's only a, strategy. As your, as your as only you, strategy. It's a lot of fun. It's pure gambling which is awesome. I'm super into it. Like, do you, by the way, the worst part, not the worst part, the intriguing thing that makes me laugh is there are human beings that think they know what's the right way to be in this hobby. It's fucking America. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can do both. You should collect or you should have a PC or you shouldn't flip or I don't think everybody should buy vintage. I just like it. I I think it's that's the best part about the hobby now is there are so many different 100%. things you can do. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, anyway, and I think I want yes, and and holding the bag with Jerry West or Jerry Rice is extremely different than holding the bag on hot takes on numbered green versions of a fucking kid that's sitting on the bench right now. Yeah. Uh, I want to um and I like to gamble Lou, you uh, see the sneaky mm-hmm. Davis Toronto RPAs I bought? I'll give them a little bit here and there. 
or at a, or at a uh, roulette table. What do you think? You know the best. I mean, you like make sure all my shit gets to where it needs to get to. What am I? Five percent gambling? Three percent? Seven? Yeah, 5%, I don't know. Percent. Five percent. And that's what I think. I want to talk. Sorry, Ty. I know you want to get in. Uh, one of the things I think that we talk about a lot on here, and that I think is really important, is that you can do both. You can have a safe. Eight, like you always say 80 20 it's i personally think it's more like 85 15 of like this is stuff i feel great about holding and i when i buy it i'm thinking about selling it in like three years at like a minimum like i feel super good about having every single pokemon card i have and there's a reason i feel good about that because i feel good about the market separately i'm i bought tyler heroes and i bought uh you know christian robinson bowman chromes because i feel good about those guys i think i have an opportunity to multiply my in, my investment on that in a six to 12 month window I think it's great. I think everybody should do whatever the fuck they want. But I also think that people need to understand the, you know, a lot of people come in, like so many people have come to me in the last two, three, four, five weeks and said, hey, I didn't realize I don't hate you. I hate your fans that come in hot and do this. I'm like, first of all, you're not God. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like I said in another podcast, and now I saw some posts that they're doing it. Don't be mad at somebody going to Target and buying something they can flip. This is capitalism democracy. Be mad at Target and Tops and Panini to not create limits. And now they are it. That yep. will get better. Don't be mad at somebody. Like, I can't control another man's actions. I can't tell you what to do with your money, how you should eat, what you should do. And so, you know, and I, I'm not I, I'm not mad at my quote unquote fans, aka people that have heard something. I just want to over-educate them because I'm also scared that they hear cards are going up and they go and buy fucking wax and open it all and think like, here we go. Or they buy 800 Tyler. And by the way, I hope Tyler Hero sticks it to me and hits game seven's fucking 40 footer and just goes through the roof. But then that might be the moment to transact because they may never be more expensive ever again. I'm sure I wasn't there that Chauncey Billup rookie cards had a good moment when they won that championship against the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about that shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we go real quick, I know you have to jump and I'm, I'm going to hopefully gonna, get gonna, 60, yeah. 45 seconds from you. You're going you're gonna to get it. And I'm going to try to get us a couple of minutes. Because so this to me has been, and it's a little bit of a switch gear, but I've been around you for long enough and why I love this so much. And what other people, when I walk out with my friends or family or what have you, and I, and I speak about these things and it gets confusing, but the, before I ever bought a single card, you were telling the story about how when you were a kid, you used to have all the money in your pocket and what what being in this hobby taught you as a businessman. And I think you're still a bit of an enigma in the sense of how can he wear a hat on Good Morning America or how can he curse and be in a boardroom or this or that or the other thing. And the fact of being in the game and the reps and also the perception of if you're good at something. A lot of people are going to tell you it's by, it's by accident, but it'll never work in the real world. Okay, I get that you're good at video games, but cool, you're going to have to get a real job. Can you talk a little bit about the awareness of even Aaron, all the people that we've met, Ryan, is what an outsider point of view or your mom or your aunt or uncle who might say, yes, that's cute that you made $10,000, but you still have to go to college. Yes, da, da, da. how did you start to understand that what or the, pretty much running the parallel of I'm good at this, I can extract the value as to why the self awareness and apply it in other areas because there are seemingly truths across all business and life and the way you treat people in general. Coming off our last conversation, don't be a dick and cancel your eBay stuff. 
that aspect of there's a lot of people right now that are probably making a lot of money in their bedroom yet afraid afraid to talk to their family about it and or are doing things because yes but that's not real life great question and i just want to extract that from you a little bit for people the stunning amount of things that people are learning right now in this collective hobby business investment is so fun for me to watch like literally watching some of the youngsters i interact with some of the OGs I interact with, marketers from big companies that are coming in that are learning things that they're going to apply to big companies. The sheer macro learning that I see going on is so enjoyable, Tyler. And look, that's a very specific question because you've been able to really understand like, oh shit. And and by the way, that's the way I'm navigating through this whole world. And that oh Mm -hmm. shit is the rules are actually not the rules. The game is not the game that we were all taught is the game. Mm-hmm. I play outside the vortex. I have no clue what the fuck the Matrix movies are about since I haven't mm-hmm. seen them. But I feel like I play outside of conventional wisdom. Um, and I think that's helped me. And, and I think the reason I'm successful in it is I stay in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I know attention. I know consumer behavior. I know humans' interests. I know how they're mapped. I know what they get into. I watch. I put in work. Like, again, it's so fun to do this with you too because you watched the year of plotting before mm-hmm. all this happened. You two saw everything that led up to the day Ryan first heard about me. Do you yep. know what I mean? You yep. saw the work, the execution, the conviction that neither of you, even though you knew me, and I had real wins on the board in life, couldn't fully get there to because it wasn't easy to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that... um I think that here's what I would say to everybody. Happiness as a KPI of success is a really good idea. I think a lot of you listening right now who've got 28K in cash under your bed or 57K in your PayPal or whatever the fuck it is, and you're convincing yourself you can't do this forever or you can't open a card store or you can't do that, you're wrong, comma, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, go ahead, Ryan. So, Gary, before you go, this is uh, like I, let me, I wanted let me to answer this fresh thought, Ryan, because I think if I don't finish it, it might be confusing. It doesn't matter because if the next day you decide it's right for you to go to Wall Street or start a business or go into hot dogs or go to business school, then good for you. There are no rules. But that also means that you can do this forever or until you don't like it anymore. I have no concern of something big happening in our business world. And again, Tyler, Lou, you guys know all the millions of things. You all both know that I have 73 things that are on third base that if one of them decides to go to home plate, it's going to be like an 18-month sabbatical, right? Because they're big things. They're cool things. It's awesome things. And so, and I feel no, like I feel this unbelievable concern that I left the hobby and I fucked everybody and equally no concern. I can't live based on perception or people's judgment with no context of my real life. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Right? So Gary, I just wanted nor to say. I, nor should anybody who's listening. If yeah. you live your life for your mom, decide to go into business school instead of doing cards, and cards plays out the way I think it's going to play out, which is forever in perpetuity, and you wake up at 39 and be like, wait a minute. I could have had a blast and probably made a lot more money in these last 21 years but I listen to my mom, you're going to end up resenting your mom. Don't do that. Kids think if they don't listen to their parents, they're fucking them now. They're actually fucking them if they do listen to their parents because resentment grows 
and then they take it out for the next 50 years of the relationship. Right? Yeah, and before you go, Ryan, what really is in my head a lot of like tech class, you know, all the kids that loved when they first got on the Apple computer making images, you know, or editing a quick video. But it was always just that random little thing that they enjoyed doing and didn't realize that, oh, shit, they could now like be the D-Rock or a graphic designer at a major company and how those things play out. And it's just something, you know, the artist never really thinks it's something real because to everyone else, it's not. And and Todd, that's that's where this point is going. So in 2016, I got a court. I had a corporate job, right? was making good money, was going to school, two compute, two screen computers, one work, one Gary V. And that's how I found out about you guys. Right. And I, I, you know, audited my time, right. Can't complain about your job and go home and watch Kardashians all day. So I busted my ass, right. Working late nights, hustling, 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 right. Like watch the content one life. Like you don't want to resent your parents later. Like everybody I hearted all the time. Like, Hey, this isn't a real job, right? Like, cool. You made 10 grand on this one deal, but like, that's cool. That's a hobby. Go get a real job. And I didn't want to, and I busted my ass and I busted my ass. And in 2018, I quit my job to do this. So I just watching you three all day. I just, I really wanted to say, Gary, thank you for coming on here because again, for four years, I watched your content and for to be here with you three on this podcast, four years later, after taking this risk, I, it was, it was Besides marrying my better half, it was the best decision I ever made quitting my job. And life, like you said, happiness is the ROI. Like I don't wake up on on Sunday and be like, oh shit, I got to go to work tomorrow, right? Like it's it's just they are, different. They all come one day. Absolutely. And I just, it may not be for everyone, right? That's what you talk about yeah. with self-awareness. But like this, I, I again, just, this is so cool to me to be on this four years later. Again, I started watching you guys on a computer and just to, just to be here, I just, crazy, I so. Don't give Lou and Tyler any credit. They did nothing. But, um, That's but, so I mean, true. Not, <laughs> not true at all, boys. You got the infrastructure, honestly, a great lesson for everybody. And I think you, you know, Ryan, you probably have gotten a sense of how we interact. We interact like brothers, right? Like, like there, there is no, I mean, I'm sure they have to like think through certain things since I'm the mm-hmm. boss, but I mean, there is a comfort level here that's extreme. And I think for everybody who's listening, a lot of you are going to start building out teams because this is about to get real. And, you know, don't be a big shot, like treat people good. Like you're not special. Like my understanding of my actual insignificance is what makes me the happiest. I think I'm about to pull off some insane ass shit over the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm super aware that after that execution, I mean, if I buy the Jets, that's a fucking movie, you know? And still after winning a Super Bowl and every Jet fan kissing me in the face and I fucking did it and all that, and I'm 91 and I die, I'll have a great 24-hour news cycle, little love, he taught me this, you'll tell your grandkids that I fucking was instrumental in you being, it'll be fucking amazing, and then the following Thursday, people are gonna be back to real life. And I think, I think I'm stunned by watching some of the youngsters in cards that I've watched go from nothing to a little following, zero money to a little money, and actually already starting to act like they're somebody. So for final parting shots, fucking wake up you're not a big shot because you got a couple of nice fucking psa 10s dick love that love that (laughs) thank you love you bro love you later peace all right episode's over please leave a review and subscribe up on apple it would mean a lot a lot a lot a lot to me thank you very much thanks gary today's highlighted review is the real deal by peter sathis 
Gary is an authentic person putting his positive energy into the world. Thank you for your kind words and wisdom. He is an incredibly wise and intuitive business operator whose practical empathy is well-suited to serve both business-oriented and non-business-oriented individuals. Thanks, Peter. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.